Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Extreming Disney, the podcast focused on all things Disney+. Plus. I am your host, Peter Eklund, and on this week's show, I will be sitting down with two of my favorite people in the whole world to talk about real-life kid superheroes that are making a difference in the world that they live in. But before we get to this incredible and uncanny episode, I want to tell you about how you can be a hero to me. If you have been enjoying the content for this podcast, I want to ask you to just jump over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and a star rating for the show. It will not take too long to do so, and I, and I cannot tell you how much it would actually help me out. I want this podcast to continue to go forth into the future, and I hope you do too. Leaving a review will help me stay on the air. I did have one person who left a review um, this past week, and I just want to read it for everybody. And if you leave a review, I'll read, um, read that on the air too, give you props. Um, this goes out to Gavin Jenkins, 585. He said, fun, approachable, and a deep look into Disney. He said, Peter has a wonderful way of simultaneously taking a deep dive into familiar and new Disney movie shows and musicals while inviting the listener and his guests in for a fun, lighthearted, and an approachable show. I'm not even a diehard Disney fan, but Peter's podcast has made me watch and rewatch some Disney movies with a new lens. I hope you'll eventually expand upon outside of um, Disney as well. Um, yeah, um, that would be kind of cool. I, I love, obviously, everything that is movies and television. I'll watch pretty much anything that's out there at least once. Um, and I, working at a movie theater, I, I've seen a lot of stuff. I'm not just like a – my specialty is just not – lie within Disney itself. But, um, okay, it is time for me to swing over to introduce my guest for this week. So strap on in as we are going to be inspired by kids stepping up and helping the world in which we live in. All right, so as I said before, today is an incredibly special episode for me. Um, I have the privilege of welcoming on two of my favorite people in the whole world, my two nephews, or two of my two, four nephews, Jack and Connor Glenn. Guys, thank you for coming on to my podcast. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah. So they're not going to, the listeners are not going to really know who you guys are, so I want you guys each to help them get familiar with who you are. Um, and I, I guess, Jack, I'll ask you to go first since you're the oldest. I'd like you to say how old you are, what grade you're in, mm -hmm. and who your favorite Marvel superhero is. Ooh. All right. I'm, and make sure you speak up a little bit. All right. I'm 14. I'm going into ninth grade, and my favorite Marvel superhero is probably Deadpool. Deadpool? Why Deadpool? Uh, he's just funny, and I love how he breaks the fourth wall constantly. That's true. He does. And what have, what have you been up to? What's your favorite thing that you've done so far this summer since... Summer and the last little bit of school was kind of weird um, for you guys. Tell me, what, what have you been up to? Uh, well, we just got back from Maine a few days ago out on the coast of Portland. Mm -hmm. You guys have a good time? Yeah, we had a great time. Good. Good to hear. Connor, your turn. Um, tell the listeners how old you are, what grade you're in, and who your favorite Marvel superhero is. Well, I'm 10. I'm going into sixth grade. And my favorite Marvel superhero is definitely Weapon X. Weapon X? Like Wolverine Weapon X? Yeah. Yeah. Wolverine has been my favorite superhero for the longest time as well. 
Um, are you guys excited to see that the X-Men movies are making their way onto Disney Plus? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw uh, The Last Stand. Mm. On Which is the worst one. <laughs> for the recommended. Okay. Yeah, I did not like that one. Did you like it? No, I've only seen Days of Future Past. Which is really good. Which is a really good X-Men movie. Like, I'm going to watch them at some point. And yeah. So what order should I watch them in? I would say, I think the original X-Men movie is coming out in a couple weeks on Disney+. Plus. Start with that one. Okay. It's like 90, 1999, I think, or the year 2000. Is that first class? No, it is Hugh Jackman. It's just, it's just called X-Men. It has Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart in it. Um, yeah. Ian McKellen as Magneto. So, it's really, really good. Yeah. Actually... I'm going to take that back. I'm going to pedal that back a little bit. I don't think it's as good as the second one, but it's oh, pretty X2. good. Yeah. Um, um, so, also, Connor, I really, uh, I've heard about Apocalypse, X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, I, cool. I don't like that one either. Anyway, <laughs> um, Connor, what have you been up to this summer? Anything you want to talk about? Well, like Jack said, we went to Maine. We've been watching a lot of Hero Project. Good. And... Disney Plus, just in general, we've watched. Because, like, we have Friday Night Movie Night. Mm-hmm. And so we've been watching Disney Plus a lot. Like, some classic Disney movies that we've never gotten to see. Cool. So what was the last thing you guys watched for your family Friday movie night? Uh, I think it was Artemis Fowl, actually. Yeah, actually. <laughs> that, I didn't like that. They were trying to mix too much. Did you guys listen to the podcast episode where me and my friend Terry talked about it? No. no. Oh, that's going to have to be your next listen to, because we, we do not pull our punches at all in regards to that movie. Um, cool, cool. So we're going to get into our conversation now to talk about Marvel Hero Project. Um, Jack, can you kind of just sum up what the show is about? So basically, it's a 20-episode show, each 30 minutes long, about a bunch of different kids who are trying to do good in the world and it's kind of spreading out across the country and some of them even the world. Yeah, and so um real life kids making a difference within the world. What what else happens on the show, you know, with what is the Marvel tie-in? Uh so there's like 5 minutes of the Marvel comic book artists who are going over and talking about the kids and their comic book that they're creating for them. And usually at the end of the episode, there's like a surprise gathering and there's a box with a cool leather jacket that symbolizes they're part of the elite team of Marvel Hero Project and their own comic book, including and starring you. So cool. Well, how would you guys feel if, that, if somebody did that for you? I would just feel great that I can actually be part of Marvel. Right? That would be crazy. That would be crazy cool. Um... Yeah, so we I I thought this would be the perfect show to have you guys on because I mean, a superheroes. We talk about superheroes all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. Marvel comics especially. And then B, we you guys are kids. You guys are kids, so it's like this is a show about kids making a difference in the world using Marvel comics as kind of the tie-in. And I mean, you can't you can't get any better than that. So you guys have been catching up like crazy on this show, right? Yeah, we yeah. missed two weeks of it while in Maine. So. Okay. So yeah, like we've been watching a lot since we got back, like for a day. Cool. Cool. So what we're going to do now is I asked these guys, what episode do you guys want to focus on? And 
as true as it is to have two brothers, you can't agree on anything. You know, you ask one, what do you want to watch? The other one says, I don't want to watch that. I want to watch this one. Um, so that's so true to brothers and siblings. So we're going to be talking about two different episodes. And they're episode two and episode three. And the first episode, Jack picked, which was focused on Elijah, who is an 11-year-old in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. Um, Jack, will you tell us a little bit about Elijah? So yeah, he's this 11-year-old kid who is, try- who is trying to speak out against child abuse because one of his friends on the bus was hit by her dad and he wanted to do something about it. Yeah, so he, he becomes this advocate who really stands up for friends, but also kids all around the world. And he goes and he does, he speaks at, at services and he speaks at speaking engagements and he just makes the rounds. And he just, I, one thing that really impressed me, I think, with this episode was that he is the one who's organizing everything. And you see his mom, who's a single mother, and she is saying, okay, if you want to do this, you got to go and get the permits if you want to have a march done. If you want to do it, you need to go and get the advertisements and the money to be able to make it happen. And, I mean, he is a he's an 11-year-old kid. He's a year older than you, Connor. That's pretty crazy, you know? And then you got to think that he's probably been doing it before this episode was airing, so he maybe has been doing it at your age, you know? What what do you think of Elijah? Well, I think he's really great. I like the power they gave him. We'll get into that for sure. Well, we'll we'll hold off on the Marvel talk at the moment. Okay. Um, but is there is there anything else about Elijah that you that impressed you? Well, like how he was willing to just do it even though he was a kid and that didn't stop him at all. Totally. Jack, you're the one who, who picked this episode. You were like, this is the one I want to talk about. What was it about Elijah for you that you loved? Uh, it was probably how child abuse and how that's one of the most important topics of all these episodes. Right. Because children are the future. Yeah, and that was kind of one of the things he, he said. He was like, children are the future. And I was just like, yeah, this is... For me, the thing that stood out to me was how um, articulate he was. You know, he he would just he had he had no fear in standing up and talking in front of people, and then he would just talk with such authority and had such a presence. That was pretty cool, right? Yeah, if that was me, I would like be really nervous. Yeah, you would be scared, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and he talks about one of his heroes being Martin Luther King Jr., which I thought was really really cool because he just he says he admired him for his advocacy and for his standing up against injustice and then being a uh, a man of faith and then also how he said I, I picked up on this how much patience martin luther king had um for for people you know and he said that he wants to be like that you know so it's his own personal hero it's pretty crazy it's pretty cool right yeah um anything else you guys want to talk about in regards to elijah himself before we move on to the next kid really no No. okay i think we gone we've gone over everything all right so the other kid that we're going to talk about your age jack he was 14 years old from phoenix arizona his name is adonis and this is the episode that connor wanted to pick out connor um why did you want to talk about adonis well i think it's really cool how he's a football player 
and he's really, really good, and he's blind. Mm-hmm. And, like, he can win repeatedly despite his disability. Yeah, and it's so interesting that it's kind of a secondary thing to say about him. He goes, not only is he a, a successful football player in high school, but he also happens to be blind. Exactly, and we were reading his comic online just a couple like an hour ago. Ooh, I can't wait. I'm gonna. I, I, I can't wait for us to talk about those comic books because I haven't actually checked them out. And so you guys are gonna be the leading authority of this podcast to talk about the actual comic books themselves. Yeah. But we'll put a pin on that for a minute. So yeah, this this is crazy. And I I remember watching this when this episode debuted. And he was. Um, I was just shocked, and I was just like, "How can this be possible?" That that you're you're a football player and you're blind How, like I couldn't even wrap my brain about around it but it, what it was was just inspiring to not like have this be a, a real limitation on what you can do yeah it said like he was blind so that meant he can't see his limits right right jack what did you think of the episode of adonis that was also one of my favorites I couldn't wrap my brain around that either, but I guess uh, when you lose one of your senses, they improve. Kind of like Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult not to make a correlation between mm. him and Daredevil, especially when you're talking about something centered around Marvel Comics. Um, but he kind of came, came from a, an athletic family, a competitive family. Um, he, I honestly, I was kind of early on in the episode, I was kind of actually frustrated with his mom. I don't know if you guys remember just she, how much he's like, you know, no, we got to get all the surgeries that we can. And he's just said at a certain age, you know, he had 12 surgeries before he was 10 years old. And he was just like, I'm done trying to get this fixed because Adonis wasn't born blind. It was a situation where he went into um, a pool as a kid. I think they said at five years old. And all of a sudden he came out of the water and they said it was a glaucoma or something. And he just could not see anymore after coming out of the water. And so that that was crazy. And I'm just like, how is that possible, first of all? And then you think about him playing football, and it's just like, how is that even possible? Yeah, it just it doesn't – If I can't even think about it, like, coming out and you just can't see anymore. Yeah. It would be really tough. Yeah. And then even, like, I, I was just thinking about this, too, in regards to him playing football. I mean, when you're playing football, you can look around and you can see he's a running back. So he's he's gotten the ball a lot, and he's taken that ball down the field, and the linemen are trying to stop him. So you're running, and imagine not being able to to see the hit coming, to be able to brace yourself or change the movement. But, you know, this is somebody who he could get tackled and then not see it coming at all. And that's, that is kind of scary, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. And so they, they say that he is fearless. And I was just like, this is, this is crazy cool. Like the unstoppable, the unstoppable Adonis. That's what they called him. They did call him that. So let's, let's talk about the Marvel um, headquarters comic book aspect of it. And it's actually each episode starts off with the, this bullpen of creators and editors talking about each individual kid. And then they kind of say, okay, what are some of the superheroes that we can say, okay, this Adonis or Elijah is like this superhero because of this and that. And one thing that I actually thought was really cool was on Adonis's episode, Joe Caseta was there and he is one of the, the big time editorial 
and writing staff. He wrote Daredevil for the longest time. He has panels at Comic-Con all the time. And I was just really impressed that they had Joe Caseta doing that. And I think he worked specifically on the Adonis episode, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and that just proves that this isn't just some small part of Marvel that no one's going to really care about. Yeah. Because it's actually going to be like a team. And they, they really did not, you're right, they did not like use their smaller time people to do the art or the writing for the comic books. Yeah. You have anything you want to say, Jack? No, like some of the big heads of Marvel, like the vice president of art, yeah. uh, Stephen Wacker was there, Joe Quesada. Yep, yep. I got to actually tell you guys something. Um, the first thing I ever saw from Disney Plus was back in October of last year. And it was when I went to New York City Comic Con. Um, and they had a panel for Marvel Hero Project. And I was just like, I'm going to go to this. And they showed actually the episode of episode one about the girl who was born without an arm. Yeah, yeah Jordan. Jordan. Yes, Jordan. And they showed that episode and they actually had the girl come out. She was there and she was up on the stage and she had her little glitter um, tech that she made. And I was just like, oh, this is really cool. And now looking back at it, you know, thinking about I have a podcast now focused on Disney Plus. The first thing I ever saw from Disney Plus was an episode from Marvel Hero Project. And I got to see Steve Wacker up there and the other people who are a part of the show, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And at some point, I'm going to have to take you guys to Comic-Con. Definitely. <laughs> Once we get New York City Comic-Con back. So, yeah, these guys, they... They talk about, you know, what characters kind of correlate with um, or bring inspiration around these kids. And when they think of these kids and, and they kind of tie the, the dots between them and their characters. And then they, you see them after getting an idea of, you know, we can see the documentary aspect of things where we see the student or the kids' lives. We then go back to Marvel and they start working on the, the comic book and the idea around each comic book. And the art with it. Um, what did you guys think about that? I thought that was really cool how they flashed back between the kids' lives and then Marvel and then back to the ending, like, surprise party almost. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's I, – I love – honestly, it's the unboxing when we have the kids receive their their gifts that I start to become a bubbling mess. I don't know about you guys, but there are some tears coming down my face in some of these episodes. Did you guys cry at all? No. Man, you guys are you guys are hard as rocks, I'll tell you. <clears throat> anyway, um, with that, um, what did you think of the art process of them making the comic book? I like how they kind of montaged them drawing it and like made it from just like the sketch to the full comic. Can you tell me um, what were the powers they gave to each Adonis and Elijah? Because that was one thing they talked mm. about. Like, how do we translate the the advocacy, the limitations that these kids are having to rise above or what they're trying to do? Um, they try to tie it into a superpower that they can put in the comic books. What were the What were the powers for each of them? I remember Elijah had... He like was he an could, empath. Yeah, he could sense when people were sad and he would, like, go and talk to them. That's and make cool. them feel better. He had, like, just a power of positivity. Wow. And what was Adonis's? I don't remember his, actually. His wasn't that specific, really. Like, he, he was, like, just... He didn't have any limits, like... He could sense where things were on the field, like... So, almost like a daredevil to an yeah, extent. Yeah, it was like a daredevil, kind of. Cool. 
cool. Was there any other powers that um, they used for other episodes that stood out to you? Mm, I mean, the, the kid that they gave super speed to with, like, the blessing bags helping the homeless people. Oh, yeah. That like, was super cool. They gave him super speed so he could, like, give the blessing bag super fast. Yeah, and I that, remember that, that one. just went really good with the power. I like that. I like that episode a lot. And then the one kid, Sydney, who lives in Puerto Rico, they gave him flying and then like electric powers because he were ha- he was handing out solar lamps to Hurricane Maria victims in Puerto Rico. That's right. It's kind of cool to see that the creativeness that Marvel has to take these real life people and and give them powers, right? Yeah. So let's let's talk about the unboxing where we see our real-life superhero kids um, go to something, do something, and then they have um, a letter given to them from Marvel Comics that someone like their mom or their brother or whoever it may be reads for them, and then they get to open that box. Let's talk about Elijah. Um, Jack, do you want to talk about Elijah's unboxing? So it was at one of his uh, rallies, and his mom... Uh, opened up the letter and read it to him. Now, where was the rally, though? Uh, it was in Roanoke, wasn't it? No, they went to um, Washington, D.C. to the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, yeah. And he got to speak from the same place that his hero spoke from, Martin Luther King Jr., on his famous I Have a Dream speech. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. And so keep talking about the the unboxing. So after he was done with his speech, his mom came up and kind of interrupted his speech and told him that he had a special box. And after she was done, he opened it. He got this cool leather jacket that had the Hero Project uh, label on it. And then he opened his comic book that is an instant collector's item. So cool. So cool. And they also, there's another, there's a third thing within the box as well, where or what's said is that Marvel's making a donation to some cause that's important to that kid. So with um, Elijah, they say, you know, we're going to give you, we're going to give $10,000 in your honor to stopping child abuse in America. Yeah, like they give like $10,000 in a don- donation based on what they're doing to every kid. Right. And that's just really great. Okay about what they do they use that's a lot of money for 20 kids yeah thousand dollars for each that 200 grand yeah so it's um it's it's really cool to see marvel really stepping up to the plate as well you know um i one thing that i was thinking about with the unboxing and i love this specifically with elijah he he sees the letter. He sees that first of all, he just gets so excited that he sees something from Marvel Comics, and he's getting emotional over that. And then the box comes out, and then he sees the jacket, and he's just like, "Oh my gosh!" Totally taken away with this jacket, and he's so grateful. And then there's the comic book, and it's just it's just the level upon level. And I loved seeing it specifically with Elijah because he was he would have been just as happy with the one thing. But then Marvel really goes the extra mile, you know. Yeah. And they get you get to see the kids from all the different episodes um, react to their comic book that is made specific specifically for them, starring them. Yeah, I really like the reaction of some kids who like are actually really into Marvel, like like Elijah. He really likes Marvel, and he when he saw the symbol, 
he got really emotional. Yeah. And, like, the reactions, they're in a Marvel comic, and they actually know what Marvel is, and they... Yeah, of course. I mean, how, how can you not know what Marvel is, especially in the last so many years as the yeah. MCU has just been huge, right? Um, so let's talk about Adonis's, um, he opened up his box, you know, um, you want to talk about that, Connor? I don't remember when, it, I think it was after a football game, right? Yeah, like I think his, it was a practice. Yeah. And like his mom read it to him, the letter, and they opened the box and he put on the jacket. Yeah, well, well there was something specific about the, the comic book itself, yeah, do you it remember? Yeah, the, the Braille. Braille, because yeah. he was blind and they actually took the time to put the braille on the comic book for him so he could read it. It's so cool. And they said in the in the bullpen of Marvel headquarters that this is the first time they ever have done this. Yeah. You know, and they they did a little bit something else with the ink as well on the page so that he could really feel the the panel of the different comics too, which is just like Way to go, Marvel, you know? Yeah. And then they invited his hero, Cam Newton. It was Saquon Barkley. Oh, yeah. From the New York Giants. It was a running back who was his hero. But keep going. Uh, And he was so surprised, like, that he was even here. He couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's funny because he he receives a letter um, from Saquon, and he is reading it, and you're hearing, like, the voiceover. And then Saquon shows up, and he's just like, that's a cool comic, man. And he's like, <laughs> he can just like somehow he recognizes the voice, and you can see it on his face. He's just totally blown away that his hero was there to um, to, just came to honor him because he, I mean, um, Sakon Barkley played in New York, played for the New York Giants. He's based out of what New Jersey, you know. And then you have um, who is it, Adonis Living. In Phoenix, Arizona, so he came all that way to see him. Which I think is also kind of cool is that on this show, in particular episodes, you have um, people show up who mean something to them. I think my favorite episode, apart from these two, was the episode of the boy who did like rock climbing and athletic oh, things. Yes, uh, Seamus. Seamus. He, he was Man, actually probably my second favorite. He, he does these things in order to raise money for wounded soldiers. Because um, I think his dad was a soldier. Yeah, and like families that have lost their other members of their families in the war. And I was, this is one where I was tears rolling down my face. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too much of a man to admit to that. Um, but then you see, I think Peyton Manning is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my gosh, Peyton Manning. And then you guys are just telling me how you watched the last episode. With Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd shows up. That's pretty cool. Who was the kid for that? Remind me. Haley. Haley. She, like... Her... She was the biggest Marvel fan out of all the kids. She, uh, uh, her sister had epilepsy, I think. And, and cerebral she, palsy. She oh, raised, okay. like, she raised money. Wow. Man, these these kids are just inspiring, aren't they? Definitely. Um, how does it make you feel? Because we're kind of wrapping things up now, and I want to get into our final thoughts mm-hmm. here in a little bit. How does it make you feel as a kid watching a show like this? Uh, it makes me feel like I want to go out and do something huge like this. Cool. What about you, Connor? Well, it inspires me, and maybe I could do something too, but I don't know. If you were to do, is there is there something that you guys, like, in watching this, you're like, man, you know, being inspired, I want to go and try to raise money or do something along these lines? 
Yeah, probably. Like all these Black Lives Matter protests. Right. Yeah, we could maybe raise money for that. You never know. Totally. Yeah, and raising kind of awareness and, and talking about certain things and having conversations with people for sure. What do you think? What do you think it is about how kids can have like a almost a bigger impact than adults when it comes to these things? Well, well kids appeal to people like they're cute and young, and people sometimes they humor them, but sometimes they actually listen to what they have to say. Yeah, like they'll actually not ignore them like they would for some adults who are like doing stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's there's a thing where, you know, you kind of think that as being a kid, being younger, your age is a limitation because you can't drive, you can't really go places, you can't, you know, you don't, you, you have to go to school, so you can't necessarily have a job to work to, you know, do whatever. But I think what this shows is even somebody like me who's an adult that like, man, if a kid could go out and make a difference in the world in regards to this, that, or the other thing, what what reason do I have not to go out and, and try to make a difference in this world, right? Exactly. Cool. Um, so do you guys recommend this show to my listeners? Let's say they're just listening in right now and they haven't watched an episode. Would you would you recommend this? Yes. Absolutely. Cool, cool. And if there was a second season of this show, if it I don't know if there is one in the works, um, but if there was, would you guys would probably watch it? Definitely. Definitely. They, sh- they should do like an episode where all these kids come together. Like in the, their, like the team is actually. That would be really cool to almost to have like a little panel where you, where you have them talking on, on camera even, or just to say, what if, what is, after being on Marvel Hero Project, what is, what has changed for them? Yeah. That would be kind of cool. I like that idea. Man, we got to get you. We got to get you guys. Let me get somebody on the phone. Let me get Disney execs and we can we can get your guys' idea out there. What do you think? Okay, if you can actually do that. I can't. Oh man. I am I am so glad that you guys came on to this episode. This is a honestly a very special thing for me to be able to sit down with you guys and talk to you about marvel and just being a kid and making a difference in the world you know so i gotta thank you thank you for coming on you're welcome thanks for inviting inviting us. us absolutely okay so that's our review of the disney plus original show marvel hero project we're gonna take a quick break and and when i get back from break we're gonna take a look at any disney plus news that has come out in the past week and we're just gonna break it down the three of us um this will be interesting for sure stay tuned Okay, so we're back from break, and what we're going to do is we're going to go into the news pieces from this past week. So guys, I I know I told you how this works before, but just to remind you, and then also for my listeners, I'm going to run through these news articles, and whatever stands out to us after I go through each of them, well, you can say, I want to talk about this one that you mentioned, and then we'll break that down a little bit. Sounds good? Great. Okay. So number one, this past week was Comic-Con at home. This was the alternative that San Diego Comic-Con did um, due to coronavirus being, being a thing in our world, not being able to gather together. Um, and they had panels specifically for three different things. We had a look at the Phineas and Ferb movie, Candace Against the Universe, um, a new series that's actually Marvel-related called Marvel 616, and then um, National Geographic show... 
the right stuff, which is a um, story. Um, it's based. It's about astronauts and early NASA, based upon a book, real life story. Really, really cool. Number two, reports are showing that Disney Plus is interested in having another Star Wars series that will be a follow up to the Solo movie. It will star Alden Iron. Um, how do you say this name? Iron Reich, um, who was Han Solo in the Solo movie, and there is rumors that Donald Glover will reprise his role as Lando as well. Number three, rumors are circulating that there's also another Disney Plus movie in the works, um, a Darth Maul series. Number four, there is a report that actress Haley Steinfeld has signed on to star on the Hawkeye series. She is to play the character Kate Bishop, who is the younger female Hawkeye in the comic books. A definite fan favorite. Number five, after the success of Hamilton on Disney+, Plus, the, uh, the streaming platform is looking to bring more Broadway shows to subscribers. The one that they're looking to, to record and have made available is going to be a production of Aladdin, which is down in um, New York City. And then lastly, number six, Emmy nominations came out this past week, which is all about television and the award ceremonies honoring television. Um, from that past year, and we get to see that Disney Plus has received a lot of love for nominations. The Imagineering Story has got a nomination for narration. We see Forky Asks a Question gets a nomination for short-form um, short animated programs, and then also The World According to Jeff Goldblum is nominated for Hosted Non-Fictional Series. But the big winner in nominations um, for this is The Mandalorian, where it has received 15 15 Emmy nominations. 15. That is crazy. All right, so that is the news pieces from this past week. Connor, I'm going to first ask you, what is something you want to talk about? What are you interested in? Hmm. Well, that Marvel Earth 616 thing sounds cool. Yeah, and you want, you want me to tell you what it's about? Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be a little documentary series focused on the history of Marvel Comics. And it's not going to just be a straight, like, series where, okay, from this, we're going to, first episode is going to be way back in Civil, not Civil War, oh my gosh, World War II times. Um, but what it really does is it's going to focus each episode on one different aspect of Marvel's history. So I think the first aspect is going to be focused on women in comics, creators, but also characters like uh, Miss Marvel, who would become Captain Marvel, and then also the new Miss Marvel being Kamala Khan. And so I, that's going to be one episode. And then they're going to focus in on a different aspect in the next um, episode, just covering the history of Marvel Comics. You're excited about that one? Yeah. Also, the Hawkeye show looks cool. Yeah. Do you, um, do you know Kate Bishop as a character? She was in Endgame, right? She was... No, she was the not. kid that Hawkeye was... Shooting the arrows with. They were there were some people who were thinking that that was gonna be end up being Kate Bishop in the in the movies, but no, they're they're recasting. And that's not it's not even a recast. It's a whole different character. That was his daughter, and they want Kate Bishop to be someone completely different. Okay. So, um, but do you know Kate Bishop from the comics? I, you know who she is. I might. Okay. Gonna, I don't think so though. Okay. Do you know who um Haley Steinfeld is? No. Do you know Jack? I feel like I recognize that name for from a Disney Channel show. Yeah, she was, um, I guess you guys would not have seen True Grit, the remake. Yeah. 
No. Um, she's been in a few different things. She's a young actress. Um, she is a really talented young actress who I think is does a really great job. And I'm really excited to see that she's going to be coming on to the Marvel series of stuff. Yeah. Um, also with the Comic-Con at Home thing, there was um, Phineas and Ferb movie, Candace Against the Universe. Now, you guys like Phineas and Ferb, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, are you excited about this movie? Definitely. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing about Phineas and Ferb, Jack? Uh, I don't know. Just kind of the repetitiveness of it. How it, Kansas tries to bust her little brothers and ends up by supernatural coincidences failing. Yeah, it's such a it's such a great show. Honestly, I would watch it when when your cousin Simon was was younger, and I would have to watch him. We put it on, and I would have just a blast watching right along him, inside him and I was an adult at this point and I just love this cartoon you know yeah like what Jack said he loves the repetitiveness but also it still has some diversity with like the inventions and like the meetings with Doof and Perry that's true that is absolutely true um so you guys are gonna watch this movie then Absolutely. Yeah, like the week it comes out, I'm sure. So um, when I saw the panel, they had the cast there. Well, most of the cast. They had Candace. Um, gosh, what was her name? Ashley Tisdale. She was there. Mm. And then um, the actor who played Phineas. And then the actor who played... Oh, who is the, the, their one friend? Irving? No. Buford? Uh, Buford. The, the Indian boy. Bajit. Yes, he was there, and that was that was really cool to see him. And then they also had the guy who does the voice of Perry. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. He just makes a little like weird crackle noise, man. You know, that's all he does. But he's that's an actual voice actor who does that. How would you guys like to have that as a job? That would be super cool, just just to be going with the Perry voice. Just. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I'm also really excited around the right stuff. Um. It's it's a it's gonna be like a series of documentary, but it's it's actors playing the roles, obviously. But it's gonna be just a like a biopic, and it's really cool to see something like this come out of National Geographic, you know. Um, how do you feel about these Star Wars rumors or whatnot? The Darth Maul thing that sounds pretty cool. I've always been wondering about him. He was just in the first. The first movie. Yeah, yeah and all the it. TV and shows and movies they, in Clone Wars or Episode One or Rebels, they make you think like they're finally going to kill him, but he manages to escape death. It's true. It's true. Okay. Now, do you think... Um, did you guys see Solo? Yeah, yeah I we did. love it. Okay. I thought it was pretty cool. I like. I liked that. Because he shows up in that, right? Yeah, He at the end... He's... With uh, his, uh, Han's old flame right. and a hologram. Right. So um, it's interesting to bring him back in the movies, you know? Yeah. You know what I think, though? I don't think there is going to be a series. This is my speculation. I don't actually think there's going to be a series for Darth, Darth Maul on Disney+. Plus. That's my guess. Um, I think what's going to end up happening is these two different things that we're getting, you know, hearing about the Han Solo series on Disney Plus and the Darth Maul series will become one, is my guess. Because you saw Darth Maul in there, there, and there's a reason why you would put him in there with the Han Solo movie. It's my guess that they're going to actually just, just be one, and it'll kind of just continue to be a continuation from where things left off of the Solo movie. Yeah. Which I'm interested in. I think I think Alden Iron, Ironreich, or whatever, however you say his name, did a... Good job being a young Han Solo, honestly. And 
Donald Glover playing Lando I thought was really great. If they can have him come back on the show, that will be really cool. Um, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested at this point. Uh, I heard speculation about an Obi-Wan TV show. That has been confirmed. Yeah, they're they're kind of stuck in pre-production for that. Is that is that one you're looking forward to? Yeah, is I heard something about Hayden Christensen going to be in it? Yeah, there's um there's talks about him kind of being on on the in the movie. I, I it's hard to say for the show. It's hard to say what that would look like, you know, being Darth Vader. Um so maybe it will be memories or something like that, yeah. which I would like to see. I would like to see some flashbacks, you know, with Obi-Wan, with Anakin. Like in between episodes one and two and two and three. Yeah, kind of maybe even when between one and two specifically when he was yeah. still young and Obi-Wan was his um, Jedi, Jedi, Jedi master. That would be really cool. All right. All right. Um, did you guys watch Hamilton yet? No. No, but that's the next thing on my list. Cool, definitely. cool. Um, now you guys, you've well, you've gone down to New York City and seen a Broadway play, right, Connor? Yeah, I saw the Cursed Child, the Harry Potter movie. And did you like it? Yeah. So how do you? What do you think about Disney Plus bringing like Aladdin to be seen on Disney Plus as they're talking about doing that? Honestly, that sounds really cool. They already have the live action, the original, and the two uh, sequels. Yeah. I'm. So I would be. I'd be excited a, to see that. I want to see how different it is from like the original thing. Yeah. Because I remember the live action not being exact like the same. I thought it was going to be like pretty much the same as the original one, but it was actually pretty different. Yeah. Were you disappointed in it? No, they had like the same kind of elements, but like they mixed it up. And they I added it. cooler stuff. Like okay. it was more serious. Oh, yeah, I think you guys probably liked it a little bit more than I did. I'm, I'm kind of a guy who's like, why would you change, why would you remake something that's already perfect, you know? They, they're making live actions for, like, every Disney movie now, so. That's true. That is true. Um, so, what do you, you guys saw The Mandalorian, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, watched, my, I watched every episode with my dad. I watched bits and pieces. Okay. When I was sitting there with them. What do you think, uh, you know, this series getting 15 Emmy nominations, does that mean anything to you? Yeah, I think they're complete, that show's completely deserving of it. Like, the voice actors and the pe- and the dialogue of it. And all the memes about Baby Yoda. Oh, of course. You can. It's not Baby Yoda, it's the child. <laughs> this is the internet right here in front of you guys. <laughs> Baby Yoda and the child. What's wrong with you? You're everything that's wrong with Star Wars. Um, okay, so um, I want to know this. Have you guys checked out the show called Gallery the Mandalorian? Uh, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. All the interviews with the people who made it, like John Favreau, mm-hmm. that showed him making the set and stuff. John Crazy. Favreau also plays Happy Hogan. He and does. Directed Iron Man. Yes, he did. That's man. You you know your stuff, Connor. I watched a thing on Disney Plus about like the years of Marvel the movies, like it had like all the like it had going. Like, I think the last one they had was Age of Ultron. Okay. And it was, like, the history of, like, the actors mm. and the directors. And it was, like, 
it was really cool. I liked it a lot. Now, have you seen any of these other um, Disney shows that got nominations for the Emmys? It was The Imagineering Story, Forky Asked a Question, and The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I haven't seen The Imagineering, but I did see the latter two. We watched Forky with you. Oh, yeah. Okay. When we came over to hang out with you, he showed us Forky Asks a Question because like, we watched Toy Story 4 right yeah. before that. That's true, Al. Yeah, I remember that. You guys were hanging out with me. And those were funny, those little shorts, right? Yeah. You like Forky? Definitely. <laughs> Um, and you watched the world according to Jeff Goldblum a little bit. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes. It's fun. He's such a cra- he's such a crazy guy, right? No. Um, the Imagineering is kind of cool. I know that you guys love Disney World. You'll have to check out the Imagineering story at some point. It's all about the history of Walt Disney the man, and really about the history of the parks across oh, the world. And so really? it's about Disneyland, and then Disney World, and then Paris, Paris, and Hong Kong, and Shanghai, and Tokyo, and yeah, you have to check it out. Yeah, that sounds cool. All right, guys. Um, is there anything that else you want to say or just about um, Disney Plus in general and have my listeners know? Is there anything you want to plug and let them know about? No, not really. You guys don't have like a, a Twitter or an Instagram you want people to know <laughs> so no. they know how to follow you? No. No social media whatsoever. That's probably good. I am. I am okay with that. No need for you guys to be on there quite yet. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on and being my guests for this week. I, I really appreciate this. And honestly, it's something very special to me. And maybe I'll have you guys back on in the future. Well, that sounds good. Sounds good with me. Cool. All right. Um, so that's going to be it. I'll be back in just a minute to tell you guys, uh, my listeners, about what is going to be happening on next week's episode. Be right back. All right, so that wraps up this week's episode of Extreming Disney. I hope that kind of just was fun for you guys, that it was something different. It was something that I was excited to do. My nephews have been listening to the podcast here and there, and they've been excited. And they they actually approached me and said, could I come on? Can we come on? And I was like, yeah, of course. I'd love to be able to sit down and record with you guys. So it was so cute. I had such a great time with them. Um, yeah, maybe in the future we'll, we'll have them back on. We'll talk about something else. Okay, let's talk about next week. Guys, the summer's wrapping up, and I was just talking to my friend Terry. Um, She's been on the show before where we reviewed Artemis Fowl, and I wanted to have her come back on, and we were brainstorming on on what we can do for a a special guest episode. And we decided, you know, with it being summer and things are kind of coming to a close as far as family vacations and whatnot, I, I thought, you know, let's... Let's do a family vacation movie, a road trip movie. So we're going we're gonna to step back to the early 1990s and we're going to jump in the car with Goofy and Max to watch a Goofy movie. That's going to be this next week's episode. So tune in next week um, for next week's episode and we will talk about a Goofy movie. We'll, ha- we'll play games, we'll laugh, we'll, we'll break down that movie. A little trip down memory lane, I'm sure, for a lot of you. Um, And I'll see you guys next week. Stay safe.